last week we talked about first the liberties that we have in Christ Jesus and we said the liberties were enshrined in the grace of God it's the grace of God that gives us the liberties the grace takes us away from the law and give us the liberties. And we also said, the liberties must be exercised in love. So that if we add love to the liberties, we serve mankind. It's a service to man. And that's what God is looking for. But if we take the liberties alone, without the love, we are slave to the flesh. And that's, we are heading towards sin. And we also talk about how the Holy Spirit of God pours the love of God onto our hearts. And we read a scripture, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. That the Holy Spirit of God who pours the love of God onto our hearts. And the Holy Spirit helps us to fulfill the law of love instead of law of law, the law. So then Paul says, if the Holy Spirit has been poured into our house, that means it dwells in us, in dwelling, then we should also walk in him. Walk in the Holy Spirit to activate that kind of love. And we said, that would mean that we study the word of God more. We worship in hymns and songs and uh, uh, testimonies and in thanksgiving and praises. And that me also means we gather together, assembly of the saints or the brethren. And that also means we pray more. If you do these things regularly, you are working, you are exercising the Holy Spirit. You are activating him to take over. And we also said that the love that we exhibit should be to the glory of who? God. Not mankind. Not ourselves. So like uh, uh, Pastor was saying, if we saw into Pastor Kenneth's uh, 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 request, the ministry, and even nobody sees or they don't announce that Numa help, it's God. The glory goes to God. And that is love. That's where we ended last week in summary. So this week, we're going to look at how the Holy Spirit enables us to overcome the flesh and also to produce the fruit. The Holy Spirit helps us to overcome the flesh and also to produce the fruits. So our underlying scripture still holds. But this time we read from 16, Galatians chapter 5, 16 to 21. Galatians chapter 5. 16 to 21. He said, 
I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if the Spirit, let me see, was it, was it 15 to 21? Yes. If, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Carry on, son. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. About which I tell you in advance, as I told you before. Hey, so he has warned them before. And he's repeating it too. <laughs> as I told that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't be afraid because there is explanation there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Now, so let's look at it one by one. Every human being born of a woman <laughs> comes into this world with Adamic nature. The nature of Adam, which is the old nature, which is sinful. And what, that's what the Bible decries as the flesh. I know sometimes they use the flesh as the body, but in this instance, the flesh that we are talking about, when they say the desires of the flesh, they are not talking about our bodies here, or this or that. They are, this is neutral. We'll come to that. But they are talking about the Adamic nature, the old nature in us. So every human being comes with that nature. Even children. But it's dormant. It's only a matter of time. When they grow, it will pop up. And it depends on where you are, uh, you grow up. Some will be more pronounced than others. If you, are, if you grow up in uh, what you call in a, a Christian family, maybe it pops up gradually. But if you've grown up in a, you know, like a ghetto and you know, fighting and all those things, you know that it might come up even maybe quicker. But every human being, whatever it is, it will pop up. It will show up sometime. And once we become a Christian, we say yes to Christ. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us. I think we learned that last week and we have just prayed. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us. And the Holy Spirit has also its desires. The Holy, the Holy Spirit desire is godly nature. And now they become a fight. A fight of control of the body. So the old nature. So can you put on the uh, first slide for me, please? Not, not, not this one. That's the, yes. Ah, this one. So this one we see the battle of control. This is you. This is me. We are neutral. The human body is neutral. But this is the old nature fighting. For the control. And then the Holy Spirit, the new creation, is also fighting for the control. And that's where the battle, the battle begins. Who wins the battle will determine what you do. 
leave it on for some time because I'm going to do. Now, let's go into the, uh, uh, this thing, uh, uh, the, the works or the desire of the flesh. And I'll, I'll come to uh, this one again. So the desire of the flesh, I think they mention a lot there. You, you, you read them, you mention a lot there, but few of them maybe I will, I will just uh, uh, touch because many of them we know. When I was studying, you know, we studied some of the teachers uh, break it in a through three different sessions. But it's not too important, but for the sake of this thing, uh, uh, education also, I, I, I put it there. there. There are the sensual ones, sensual sins, sensual senses, S-E-N-S-U-A-L. That means you, those sins, you, you, you commit them because of the senses, what you see, what you touch, and things like that. And the first one we all know is the adultery. Adultery is illegal sex between married couples. We all know that. So if you are a couple, the, uh, Solomon says, drink uh, water from what? Your own system. <laughs> so if you are married, you and your husband. Simple. No extra somewhere. Fornication. We all know that. That's illegal sex between unmarried couples. So you, your men, women, if you are caught in the Bible fronts, against that. Uncleanness, that's falseness of the heart and the mind. That makes persons defile. Lewdness. I mean, some of the, uh, uh, the what they call, they mention it differently in some of the Bible, but it's all the same. Lewdness, indecent sexual conduct, or wanton appetite, that knows no shame. Drunkenness, we know. The orgies, orgies, or reveries, that one, I think, uh, that's what I have. It's wild, wild party, characterized by excessive drinking and sexual activities. It happens. It does. It happens. It does happen. If, even in the Bible, it, it, you know when the Israelites were leaving uh, uh, Egypt and they were going to their promised land, you know, I think uh, even Pastor mentioned it some time ago. Other Pastor, Pastor Eric, or Pastor, one of you, other you, it's not Pastor Eric, but other you, and I was trying to remember who mentioned. And then it, they came to a place where, in the desert, when um, uh, the neighboring were, were scared, and they asked uh, Balaam to go and uh, yes, go 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 and entice them or curse them. And Balaam said, "Even I open my mouth is a blessing. How can I curse God's people?" So he, he couldn't. So what they have to do is bring orgies into their camp. They were drinking and then touching women and doing all sorts of manner things. And where the presence of God was. So somebody, Eleazar, the son of uh, the, the, the high priest, Aaron, has to go. So there was what God was so annoyed at instant justice. There was instant justice. So, God to, to, to abate God's wrath, Eliezer took a spear and killed one of the, uh, this thing, that went inside the, uh, the presence of God's chamber to do that stupid thing. Excuse my language. <laughs> Before God, 
anger was abated. So August, it happened, it happened those days, it happened now. So those are the sensual sins. And then they have the superstitious sins, like adultery. Idols, adultery. And we know that adultery is not only just going to somewhere, you know, but even putting things ahead of God. Loving God, loving things more than God. Loving your wealth, loving your career, you know, things like that. All those could be classified as adultery because you are putting them, you are serving them rather than God. You are serving money rather than God. You understand? Images, building images, godly images in, uh, uh, in your mind and things like that. And then sorcery, we all know, occult spells, witchcraft, incantations, magical powers, they all come under this superstitious sins. And there are the social sins, hatred, enmity against brother, jealousy, envy, wrath, excessive anger, selfishness, contentions, that's strife, rivalries, murders, dissension, that is divisions, and heresies. Heresies are like also uh, the factions, but based on doctrines. Somebody come, oh, I am this thing I've heard from. You know the Waco guy? The Waco guy in America. Yeah. Then they said, oh, I heard something, and then he took a session of the people. Then they're building the, they are building the, the, the church on some uh, doctrine, which is not in the Bible. And then they create, you know, that is heresies. Now, so, Paul has mentioned all these things in there. And they are the desires of the old man. Desires of the old man. If the battle of the control, if the old man wins, you are going to practice this. You say that, oh, I have willpower. I'm coming to there. I'm coming to that. Your willpower may help you one or two days, and you flip over. And Paul said, those who practice this will what? Not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, so let's look at those two. I think that's where I'm basing this thing. First, he said, those who practice this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 21b. Now, you notice that Paul says, those who what? Practice this. It's not an act of one day or occasionally you flip. That's not what Paul is saying. Because we all have been there before. We all do sin sometimes. Mine may not be adultery, but maybe anger, excessive wrath, anger. Maybe it could be even envy. But Paul is not saying that one single act or occasion in flip will lead you to heaven. No. Once you notice it, that's why we are teaching it. That's why we, we, we keep assembling so that we hear these things. So that if you are practicing it, you go with the Holy Spirit and then stop. So it's a practice, a habit, a lifestyle. Those whose lifestyle is this, they will not what? Inherit the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven. It's a lifestyle. 
But the sound is, he said, as I told you, and I am telling you, and I am also telling you. Please, please, let's stop. But the stopping is not by your willpower. So let's go to the second one. He said, your willpower cannot stop the desires of the flesh. Why did I say this? The Bible says so, and Paul says so. He has said so somewhere, and he's saying so. So, so let's go to Romans 7, chapter 7. Uh, yes, Roman, go on to Romans chapter 7, verse 14 to 25, and let's see what he says. And this is even Paul. Hmm. The apostles of the Gentile. It says, Romans chapter 7, and we'll read from verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am made out of flesh. He's talking about his fleshly nature, sold into sin's power. Go on. For I do not understand what I am doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Um... Let me see. Uh, can I read from here? Yeah, the willpower is here. Can I, I know? I know this one has, you know, is is a very good English. We do understand properly. Put it there, but I read from here. All right. It says, "For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal." That's another word. is uh, introduced here. I'll come to that. So. It's, it's uh, all that's like carnality. It's all like a Christian who practice, practices this thing. Now, so understand. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that's how he put it. That's what I will to do. What I use my willpower to do, I do not practice. But what I hate, I do. If then, I do what I will not do. If then I do what my willpower is not possible to do, I agree with the Lord that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. It's not you who doing it. It's the old nature. He has taken control of you. The old nature has taken control of you. So that we say, mm. I've heard this message. Tomorrow when I go, I'm not doing that. You, one day, two days, you finish and you flop. Because you are doing it with your willpower. Sister said, if then I do what I will not do, I agree with the law, it is good. But now it's no longer what I do, but the sin that dwells in me. Then 18 said, for I know that in me, this in my flesh, Nothing good dwells. Nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me. To will is present with me. I have the willpower to do something. That's what he's saying. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. I know that I have willpower to do something. But what I want to do, I don't find. I can't do it. For the good that I will to do, the good that I will to do, my willpower want to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will not do, I practice. 
Now, if I do what I will not do, it's no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. Then when he goes to uh, 8, he said, There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So there is a remedy. There is a remedy. Your willpower is not doing anything good for you. Because what you want to do, you cannot do. What you don't want to do is what you are practicing. But there is a, there is a remedy. The remedy is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So now, can you put the uh, slide back for me, please? Now, you see here, I put in human body here, mind. I, I didn't put a heart, but some, I, I can break it into heart as well. You know, this is a heart. Because most of the time, I put the heart and mind together because <laughs> it looks like they are brothers. But you see... <laughs> The will and the body is neutral, but it's the old nature that is controlling. Now, if the Holy Spirit that who dwells in you, if you exercise him, activate him, he will dominate. Holy Spirit will dominate. And you say, we read, you said, I'm what? A new creation, isn't it? So now you are a new creation here. Holy Spirit dominates. And when the Holy Spirit dominates, it stops you from doing all the, all the, 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 the things that the flesh requires you to do. But he doesn't stop there. He helps you what? to produce what? Fruit. He doesn't even stop there. If he even stopping there, it's even, okay, it's good enough. But he said, no, 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 it's not good enough. I won't let you do this, but rather, I'll help you also to produce what? Fruit. So now let's read 22 to 25. Galatians 22 to But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Did you notice that it says fruit? It didn't say fruits. Even though he has enumerated nine things here, but he didn't say fruits. He said fruit. You see, if you put the picture, uh, the picture there for me again. The Holy Spirit takes over. The Holy Spirit helps you to bring out the fruit. Now, now explain why it's not a fruit, fruits and why the nine things there. And honestly, 
to God be the glory. I know that, I knew that it, it, it's always not a fruit. I have a faint idea why it wasn't a fruit. But this morning, the Holy Spirit broke it into me. Honestly to God. Thank you, Father. And, and because when I got up 7.45, and I was going through it once and for, you know, when you go through one twice, it's, they stick. So you know where you, you, how it'll flow, even though you still look at it. And, I, and every, I think everyone who get a chance to come to the pulpit to preach or to teach, they all, we, we all cry to God, God help us. <laughs> it's important, Pastor. God help us. And what do you want us to say that we say? Not what our... So I prayed this prayer, and I was going through, and I came to the fruit again. And I said, fruit, 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 fruit. And then straight away, the answer came. Straight away, answer came. But I knew that what the nine things there are the characteristics. They are the characteristics of the fruit. I'll come to that. I knew that one a long time ago. But I didn't know why he's still saying a fruit. Then the Holy Spirit drew my attention to what Jesus said. Jesus himself defined it. Now let's look at John. The book of John. Chapter 15. Verse 4 to 5. The book of John, chapter 15. And I jump and I say, to God be the glory. That's why, Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. That's why when we rely on you, you will teach us. Jesus says, this was Jesus speaking. Remain in me and I in you. Just as the branch is unable to produce fruit, actually beginning, he said, we are the branches. We are the branch. So, and he was using the vine tree. So every one of you, every one of you, we are the branch. And so he said, remain in me. He said, you branch, remain in me. And I in you. Just as the branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, unless it, you see, just as the branch is unable to produce what? Fruit. By itself, it remains in the vine. So neither can you, unless you remain in me. Let's look at the, I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces what? What? Fruit. Still fruit. Because you can do nothing without me. That's why we have fruit. So, you are a branch, you are a branch, the branch will bear a fruit. The branch will bear a fruit. The branch, the tree bear fruits. But the branch will bear what? A fruit. Praise God. So we are not the tree. We are not the vine tree. We are not the tree. We are the vines remaining what Jesus Christ to bear what? The fruit. So every branch will bear a fruit. Every branch will bear a fruit. And all become what fruits. But the branch alone will bear fruit. That's why I said, remain in me. So let's go to the fruit. The fruit. Let's go back to the fruit, please. The, and then we look at the characteristics of the fruit. Uh, that is uh, Galatians chapter 5. I think it's, uh, is it 22? 
Uh -huh. But the fruit of the that's right. Now, all this that he has said here, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and they are the characteristics of the fruit. Let's, let's say mango. Let's say mango, ma ma mango fruit. Now, if you say characteristics of mango fruit, somebody will say it's juicy. It's a, it is a fibrous, sweet, sweet, fibrous. That's right. Fragrant. Succulent. <laughs> hard, hard, hard seed. So you see all the characteristics. So that is the characteristics of that fruit, of you, me. The fruit that we bear. So we go in there and he said, let's look at them. So love, joy, peace. I think we know all this. This uh, is like godly toward. You see, love, joy. Joy we know, we have said it several times. Joy does not depend on your circumstances. It not depend on your environment. It depends on the peace that you have in God. You have faith in God. That gives you joy. And I always, long time ago, because when, when you learn these things over and over, if they don't change you, I don't know what will change you. Honestly. Because there were some times I used to worry, oh, how I do this, this, this. And then when I learned this from the pulpit, from other uh, pastors in the radio and from my own studies, then I said, it does not depend because this man here, if he doesn't stray, will go to heaven. And Brother Peter, the one Brother Peter said, I, I, I will never forget. He said, long rope like this. Long rope like this. Just use about 20, 30% of your time here to prepare and then you have the seventy-eight percent or eighty percent long time to what do you call to enjoy. I think he was teaching the children about education, and I, I, I take it as you know, not just only education, a lifetime. We are on here, we are on this earth for about seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred. But then you are going to eternity, forever. Do you want to spend the life, the hundred years joy, enjoy here and eternity in? Oh, God forbid. <laughs> so, love, joy, peace. Then we go to the next ones. Long suffering, kindness, goodness. That's love in action. All that are there, that's it. That, and then the last three, faithfulness. I think faithfulness, uh, one of the pastors, I think Pastor Manasseh or Pastor Eric, I saw something. Was Pastor Manasseh, I remember. He, he, he told us, I mean, he, he defined it for us. And, you know, faithfulness is dependability, commitment. This faithfulness is not faith. Faithfulness is different from faith. Faith, we all have it. Even a morsel of faith, we have it. That's what the Bible describes. But faithfulness is your commitment. 
You had bendability in the things of God. Meekness is the meekness is the right use of power and authority. So meekness is somebody who is who's got authority, who's got power, but use it lovely. Power under control. And the Bible said, apart from Jesus, Moses. Moses had the highest authority, but he was so meek. Even to the extent that when his brother Aaron and his sister uh, Miriam challenged him about the wife that he took, he didn't complain. God said, stand by. I will do it myself. <laughs> Vengeance is of the Lord. <laughs> and Pastor sometimes said something that, and the woman of God is that, if you are complaining about a black woman, then I will make you white. And she made a leprous. <laughs> Until even the man interceded for them. <laughs> so that is, uh, that is uh, humility. And I say it in my pastor as well. <laughs> humility. And then... Um, Yes, okay. And then I think the rest we know, we know, so we don't. And then temperance is self-control. That's right. Now, you also know that fruit grow in abundance and in right climate and right soil. That's what Jesus said with the one that we read before. He said, if you abide in me, then you bear what? Much fruit. That is the right soil and the right climate for every Christian. Let the desire of the Lord be your portion. In, I think in Psalm 37, somewhere about, it says, I think Psalm 34 or 37, but I, if I quote, you know. It said, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you your heart desire. Commit your ways into his hands, and he will bring to pass. You delight yourself in the Lord first. That is the right climate. The right soil. Now, so we know that from last week, we said the word of God, studying the word of God, worshiping in hymns, songs, praises, thanksgiving, all those things, testimonies, pray constantly and assembling with the saints will energize you, will energize the Holy Spirit in you. You walk in him. So we need all the characteristics to be a complete, to be a spiritual man. But many a times, we don't have all of them. Though there are some which are more pronounced in us than others. Do you recognize that? You may be very humble or uh, you may have peace, you know, like... Pastor and wife, humble. <laughs> yes. You may be this and that. But then, 
there may be others that you are or less developed in you. So the thing is a working progress thing. No one has reached. Paul said, I haven't reached. Paul said, after now, I haven't reached. He, Paul, who was saying, I haven't reached. No one has reached. If we reach, you probably go. <laughs> it's a work in progress thing. That's why we have to work in the spirit all the time. For, 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 for the, 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 the characteristics to develop in us. To be a complete a Christian. Spiritual Christian. It's a work in progress thing. Where you are lacking, you work on it. You know. Where you are lacking, you know. Work on it. So I'm going to conclude because I prepared the way that I thought we were having the communion. So I thought we would have 30 minutes exactly. But uh, so, so it's all right. But we can use the time for other things. Prayers is there. <laughs> I'm going to conclude. My prayer is, can you put a, a, a picture there for me? Let me read the Galatians 25, uh, no, Galatians 5.25. It's important. It's very, very, very important. Is it? The Galatians 5.25 before uh, I come back to the picture. Galatians 5.25. He said, if we live in the spirit, see, you see that he's differentiating the two things. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. It's very, very important. You can't let the spirit dwell in you and not and be dormant. In Africa, if you don't exercise him, he will be dormant. He hasn't left you. But you'll be dormant. You have to exercise him to overcome. So that's what Paul said. So if we live in the spirit, after saying all these things, that's why he concluded. He said, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. That is an exercise for you is for me. If we do that, how to overcome this one is not your business. It's the Lord's business because he has promised. And he will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.